Rock Tycoon is just in front of Imperial Lad, then Rock in the Park, Rock Tycoon in front, Imperial Lad's kicking, Imperial Lad, Rock Tycoon, Imperial Lad, oh! Imperial Lad and nose Rock Tycoon. Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot, I've got DK the punters punter. Yes, Scooty, yes, here we are. In studio, and Nico Noonan, how are you Nico? He's not as sharp this week, DK, he's got the bookie smash no, I'm back, hoodie back, on. I'm back to the hoodie and everything, yeah. and Scoot wanted me to wear the hoodie on racing.com, and I was like, the... Pull rank on that, but no, I've better mock her up a bit. How was racing.com? Yeah, it was good, yeah. Well, um, surprised you come back. I thought you might, they might have <laughs> just pinched have, you, yeah, could have, but uh, no, it was good. Um, it was filmed it. We're like, they said, Oh, it's probably be a one hour show, but we, we're not filming enough content for an hour and a half show, nice. So they'll make the decision whether they cut it back or not. They probably cut it back just to keep it a bit sharp, um, and hardly scratch the sides. I mean, typical, uh, you know, felt after as well. We didn't touch on that. We didn't mm. touch on that. So much to, I mean, there's so, so much stuff to what we do. And um, you, Matt was trying to obviously include the three of us. I was in the studio and uh, Curls and um, Richard, Richard Irvine were, yeah. were, were uh, in on the link. But um, no, I think probably the, one of the interesting things we spoke about, a bit about the syndicates because that's sort of something that's not mm. spoken about a lot. They're a bit, you know, secretive and things like that. So we tried to sort of talk about that a bit. Um yeah, and the landscape, how the landscape's changed and, and what we do. But, uh, yeah, so plenty of content. Hopefully, hopefully it comes up well. They'll, they'll happy, but they, they always probably say that to any guests that go in there that they did a good job. But um, we'll just see how it comes up and I think it'll be on uh, in a week's time. Anything there for the punters? Will, do you reckon it'll move the needle or there's probably not much well, as a, to move? Or is there? Or, well, I think the big thing that we took out of it was the scratchings and deductions. Yeah, and we, and didn't, we didn't get to that. Yeah, uh, so oh, oh, we didn't get to talk about deductions, but I know. Look, I had that meeting with Richard Irvine mm. with, with Racing Victoria, and he's high on the agenda there. And I, I had, a, I, I uh, collected some, had a collect the other day. Thirty cents in one joint, twenty four cents in the other joint. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. I just felt like the first, one joints robbed me. Mm. You know, um, but so yeah, there is a de- definite deductions lotto problem. But look, it's high on the agenda. Um, Matt said they're going to get, uh, as I said last time, they're going to get uh, a show with the uh, PRA. And, and Giles and uh, Barney Evans from Sportsbet. The old hopefully. bookies. Yep. And then, but he said, if, we'll get some questions off you mm. to, to ask them. Okay. But we didn't, if so like deductions and things. Yeah. Beautiful. Like Keep them honest. Well, I want to ask Barney why why Sportsbet continue to bet, uh, take 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 money for emergencies and just confuse the hell out of everyone. Yeah. You know, the less times you put your hand in to deduct something from someone's winnings, I would have thought Agreed. the better, particularly for recreational end. I had some, you well, know, that's, got, that's I got punters down the footy club. They have $10 on a two to one chance, I tip them. I said, oh, beautiful, I got 30, 120 bucks. I was supposed to get $30 back. And they said, oh, why am I getting 27? Mm, exactly. Oh, and, I, I said, well, and I think that's know. why people moved away from the tote betting because the totes, you, you know, you thought you were getting $4, they'd jump, the big syndicates would play. They're on a better deal than everyone else. It shortens into 350 and you sort of feel robbed. Yeah, so yeah. it's no different to what sports uh, better doing. People take fixed price because they want to lock in the price and want to know what they're getting. It, Deductions it, do happen, but try and minimise them. I think you're 100% correct. Yeah, and that's one. That's Matt, Matt, one of the questions Matt asked us was about the parimutuel and do we, have we had a bet in the parimutuel? I said the last time my answer was the last time I had a bet in the parimutuel <laughs> was 15 years ago. Yeah. Because yeah, who wants to have a bet not knowing what dividends you're going to get. Mm, and you're you know? off the back blocks. And the young punters these days, the ones, the new punters hopefully have got into the sport, they're, they're, they're fixed odds punters, they're multi-punters, mm. they want to lock in the price, yeah, I don't know what dividend they're going to get. I've never had a tote bet, I don't think. No, you would <laughs> never have had one. It's been my whole life. So, yeah. The only uh, tote so. bet you'd have was best of best of the best or a, a best tote bet through your corporate bookie. Yeah. So we spoke about that sort of stuff, how to in, well, invigorate it, and that, mm. you know, and that bit, but we, you tried it. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of things covered. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they put together, but hopefully, hopefully it comes up well. A little bit of a, uh, a DK Pearl on last week's show, Yulong Phelps, that was had the uh, the nine seventy five Swan Hill win, yeah. and uh, I think the quote was, "You, you don't wipe your ass with uh, that <laughs> form." And yeah, poor old Bagman was on the receiving end, but uh, the market knew he market, was express yeah. out. Yeah, so the market. Yeah, as I saw it's Nico threw something in the chat that um, yeah she was she was on the march out in the market and um, it ran accordingly. It could have been a number of reasons. I would have thought that the, they would have been potted at the at the distance. Mm. You know, a nine seventy five scamper just does not tell you anything. And, um, you know, these trainers who continue to run horses in 1,000-metre races and thinks it gives them good bases and for up in distance and things like that, they're just kidding themselves. Like, mm. just give it, they're just their own – Mark well, – great pearls, Mark Lamborn will say it again and again, it is its own island. 1,000-metre yeah, is relevant for 1,000-metre races, nothing else, mm. okay? Mm. So, um, you know, anyway, trainers continue to run them. I mean, there's prize money and there's Vobus Gold down here and all that for them. They continue running them. But, um, I mean, Richard Lemming blew up the other day, Cecil Street led. You know, because it had a wide run at Ollie and all this. Well, so, well, it was off a thousand metre, right? He ran it over a thousand on mm. debut, you know. And that, Blanket well, finish, I think. Yeah. Or yeah. not, not much. But thousand metre race, it doesn't, doesn't, 
Anyway. No substance to it. No substance to it. You know? What do you think about uh, the Richard Lamming torch? I, I thought the ride, the, there's plenty of worse D Oliver rides and it was pretty inconclusive for mine. I think Richie's had a big bet on the horse and yeah, it's gone awry, exactly right. clearly. He's, he's, all he's his t- owners, he's tried he's to... He's told, he's tipped everyone into it. Yeah. And then tried to blame the jockey. Yeah, I don't you know? think it's... And, and not taking a breath. Like, I think 5,000's light for him and he's lucky that uh, Ollie doesn't come knocking on his door with his, uh, I, with his lawyer. What do I call it? Idiot tax. It was five thousand <laughs> worth of idiot tax. That's what it was. Pretty much. But I mean, like it's twi- it's I've learnt, you know. He might have had a couple of reds. So, someone rolls you on Twitter and you bang you're banging something out. And in the old days you used to send it. So oh shit, you know. But now I type it out and I delete it. Take a breath. Do I really want to send that? No. And he should have taken a couple of breaths and say, Do I really want to say this to a big group of owners publicly? Well, that's the thing. Like, nothing's sort of in private anymore with yeah. social media, is it? Like, you see that, he thinks he's probably sent it to his owners, and then the whole world sees it. Like, that's just the way the similar thing happened to the trainer up in Queensland. Well, and G Pollitt in the uh, the racing rant, they made a comment uh, in the chat room, mm. and then it, it, it comes to light. So, yeah, you just got to be careful what you type online. And we sort of spoke about it on last week's show. If, if you don't, if you can't say it to the person in their face and you're not prepared to have the conversation, with that person, a lot of the you know we take the piss out of PVL and we take the piss out of uh, what's a bloke uh, hocking in the AFL world. But uh, anything that I say on our sports show and this show, I'd say, I'd tell that person to their face. So well, that, exactly right, and, and that I, is I'd, a great that yeah. is a great thing. Do not say it or, or type or it. What or what a tweet or tweet it unless you're prepared to yeah say, say, say it in person. Say it in person. How about Ollie though? Looks like he's kicked after the yeah. after the little spray. <laughs> Might have been yeah. what he needed what happens, just to bounce mate, back in the lock, form. Lock it in every time. Potter jockey. Just pot him into form. You know, Scoots pushed and pushed and pushed, and he's, was he ridden five from his last 12 or something? Yeah, he's, he might be back. He's, uh, and, he's go, back. and back for the right time of the year. Like who, they're on a down. People say, oh, Danny O'Brien can't train to win a moment. He never trains to win at this time of year. Mm. You know, just wait. He's getting all these nice horses. He'll start, yeah, the young horses will produce over the next six weeks and up into the, up into the spring. You know? yeah, he's focused on Melbourne Cups at this time yeah, of year. Exactly. Some little articles exactly. on .com about it. He's got six runners in it or something like that. <laughs> and he'd be playing to his hands this year with no no mm. internationals. 100%. Yeah, there's a couple of sneaky sneakies. Someone who is finding form, he was kicking him out on the full, or so he said, was Nico Noonan. He's had a little bit of a day out last Saturday at Mooney Valley. I think we've got a graphic up on the screen. I think he found six winners. Zapateo, High Stranger, Muhammad Dias, okay. $6 on. Thunderstruck, two twenty-five. Mr. Pickwick at $21. And Imperial Lad, $5. I think it was seven into five. Nico, you're Mr. back Pickwick. in... Back in business. Hong Kong Hutchie found it. Yeah, well, yeah. it was good when Teo sent it straight to the front. Oh, no, how good when you, how good when you, when you find one at odds and they're right there. Yeah. You know, 100%. that's just where we're, a, where it's, we're a side here rather than having a look out the back. Yeah, so no, good day at Mooney Valley. Uh, wedding thing in the track might be a bit on speed, but then it kind of evened out throughout the day. Um, probably the one I was probably most proud of was we laid Buckhurst on the service. Um, so anyone who was involved there probably ended up doing that. And, yeah, he was a, a spent force come the 200-metre mark. So, um yeah, Mr. Pickwick, good result, and Imperial Lad fell in. But your girl, Lana Kelly, just showing uh, how good she potentially mm, is, yeah. really lifting her over yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know what her post-race interview would have been like, but I just love that that steely steeliness she's got. Um, Buckers, what out of the out of the yard? Didn't like it or uh, a combination of? Yeah, like I saw I saw him last spring. Like throughout working last spring, I was out to be on track, and like I I ended up backing him in a Caulfield Cup because I thought, gee, this horse walks enormous, parades yeah. outstanding. And it was like looking at a different horse last Saturday. Even though I was off the TV, I could still tell, pulled up lame, wasn't surprised at all about that, to be honest. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if Buckhurst has win another race here in Australia unless he improves drastically in his uh, in the way he moves. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But it shows peaks and troughs, Scooty. Like, what Absolutely. Here? Three or four weeks ago, I'd, I was on a bit of a roll and Nico said, I'm putting me on foot now. I, I can hardly find a bet. And Nico's <laughs> kicking it straight, straight through the, the middle, middle back. post high. So. Lovely. So there it is, peaks and troughs. That's what the caper doesn't matter who you are in this caper. Up and down like a yo, a little bit quiet at DK at the moment, but just meetings getting transferred, tracks are underwater. Anyway. Yeah, like today's up. yesterday heavy ten Maui. Today's mm. heavy ten Warnable. Well, I did the form for Cranbourne, no? Then it's Maui. Bin. And then I've done the form for Warnable. Now Bin. it's Coleraine. Not true. And it's even transferred. Yeah, so anyway, we'll be right. Speaking of spent forces, something uh, that's been catching my eye across Twitter is uh, our good mate Johnny Walter uh, with his uh, COVID Hotel Quarantine Olympics. If you're listening at home, we'll talk you through it. But uh, make sure you check the show out on YouTube. But uh, Walter's got so much time on his hands. He's he's dressing up and superimposing himself into events, which is – I don't know how he's got these kits. It's a little bit embarrassing. But as on your mate, do you reckon he's uh, – do you reckon the melon's all right, or is he a bit cooked there, uh, DK? He's got uh, the discus good. there. He's even got the slow-mo pretty, replays. Pretty good post-production work here, too. Hey. The editing is just sensational. Um, 
He's got man of many talents there, Walt. There he is. The cycling, is this? He's borrowed them off uh, <laughs> his kid. What's his kid? Harvey. Harvey, Harvey. There he goes. Yeah. He, he is unbelievable, yeah, John. Well, look at look at the, this guy gets his name in post. I mean, look, this was cool. the best one. I, I think he's out there. today from Hotel Q. He thinks he's Paddy Mills here. Bang, fade away. Nails it. Uh, it would have taken him probably a hundred takes there. <laughs> and then he goes the slow mo replay on the dunk. Look, if you're going to be, if you were going to be an ISO quarantine <laughs> lockdown, I tell you, this was the two weeks to be in with the oh. Olympics on. Yeah, he's uh, absolutely. I just haven't. Yeah. So, uh, but that's he's taken that to another level. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well. Speaking of uh, not sweet, our man uh, TB, Terry Bailey, he's a pisser. I've played uh, a couple of rounds of golf with we love, uh, we TB, love, we love and TV. he's a hilarious unit. And we've been speaking about it a couple of times on the show, this SA Jockey Premiership, and it was a uh, it was a tie, and Panel and Jess Eaton, and one on account back, Todd Panel. I don't think there's any other possibility to... Uh, declare the winner here. Like, TB's a big St. George Dragons fan, so if St. George and Melbourne Storm finish equal on the ladder, they work it out on percentage, and that's every point for and against, and that's how they calculate percentage. So I'm not sure there's a different way to uh, award a winner, and guess what? You're allowed to have a winner and a loser, and this is 2021. Thoughts, Nico? No, I thought it should have been a draw. Like, uh, I don't really see the point in awarding someone... Like riding the amount of seconds, like what what does that have anything to do with winning a premiership? How many seconds you ride? Yeah, I just thought they both rode the exact same amount of winners. Therefore, they two, both two prizes. It's a bit like the high jump. Well, they don't, there, well, they don't really win anything. Well, there is no prize. There is no prize. There is no prize. It just goes on your resume and everything. I won the jockey's premiership in two thousand. It's happened in Victoria where they've had um, yeah, they're, they're two they're winners. Yeah, they. Now they're tied here, don't they? I'm pretty sure we've had a few ties before. Yeah, I think, um, I think Ollie and Willow tied a few years ago. So. Yeah. Look, it's, it should just be a tart. It's not well, a first. Well, of course, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, not, there's not, playing, not sheep stations. Well, I'd, I'd agree with Scoot, say, if there was a prize at the end and say, all right, then you've got to dis- determine what, what is your winner and you write some rules down and all that. But when there's sort of no prize, um, yeah, I would have thought they they both rode the exact same amount of winners, therefore it's a draw. Brownlow doesn't go to the who got the most two votes or anything like that, does it? Or the most threes, no. they tie it? Yeah, so, yeah. tie yeah. No, but he's getting on his high horse there. He's upset. He's he, taken. It's his show on Tuesday. He runs it. <laughs> he always gets the guests. I've been on it. It's his guests, his topics. Who am I going to do? I mean, he, straight away, I'll just annoy the jumps community. You get them. <laughs> there they were in the in the era of the easily offended. He's just he's just having the dig. So all the South Australians tuned in. You know, it would have been the most. Um, the most social media stuff they've got on a Tuesday on a quiet Tuesday race. Mm-hmm. It was just... clickbait, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And the best thing Terry. is TB's just jumped off social media, so he doesn't have to go in to defend I mean, himself. He's back, he's back to his best at Moe yesterday. What about that call of the awesome son? I, mean, <laughs> I was watching it, and it was expressing the market, back inside him, hard ridden at the 600, and he's just at it winning, winning, winning. And then all even up the straight, it's going to, he said, oh, this is, this is rounding them up. It hadn't rounded them up. It's fouling. It's fallen in. Oh, it was just TB at his very, very best. Ugh. We're going to uh, organise a, a, a little birdie golf day. So uh, I think we'll try and invite oh, TB along. TV, he yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He, uh, gee, he can jag a, uh, he, he can play a, oh, he's not a great golfer. But he can pull some tinny shots. I've never seen anything like it. But uh, <laughs> he's hilarious. I think he's, he gives some good lip. Though. He just does he not stop talking for the eighteen. And even yeah. in the backswing, he'll still be talking. But uh, he is uh, a fantastic uh, advocate of racing. But uh, tune in for Tuesdays with uh, Terry. It's entertaining. Uh, speaking of entertaining, it's uh, it's going to hot up in in spring. And I love the Ori Star. It's uh, it's the turning point for mine. As soon as you see the Ori Star meeting at Flemington, it means that uh, the spring carnival is back. Nico Noonan's going to have a look at that race and one other we've got uh, John Kelton we've got Eagle to have a look at uh, the Murray Bridge card we love the Murray Bridge track and Tristan Merlihan's going to give us a little bit of an update we heard of DK going in there to racing.com and uh, we'll just get Tristan's thoughts on a couple of industry topics including the uh, the New South Wales minimum bet law and see when that's going to kick in I know the bookie smash subs are dying for that to change there's uh, there's some bookies not really playing ball there uh, if you're keen to take your betting uh, to the next level, punningform.com.au is uh, what we use, our database. DK, Nico, we're all big punningform.com.au men. So make sure you check out uh, their website. And uh, if you want to do the form yourself and not just listen to us, check out punningform.com.au this weekend. We'll take a break and we'll get Eagle uh, off first and uh, we'll have a look at Murray Bridge next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico Noonan in studio. And it's now time to cross the border and have a chat to one of our good mates from Adelaide, John Eagle Kelton. How are you, Eagle? 
Yeah, good thanks, Nick. Mate, it's, uh, spring is heating up, and you have a hoof in uh, one of the most exciting or promising horses. I don't want to mock it, but uh, a horse called Ironclad. He came over and won on Bendigo Mile Day. I see he's got some uh, big nominations, the big three. He's in the Cox Plate, he's in the Caulfield Cup, he's in the Melbourne Cup. Gee, I tell you what, it's a great year to strike all the big races with all the internationals uh, not paying up and not coming over. What's uh, How far away is this horse from uh, making a return for the track? Uh, yeah, Ironclad's due to run Saturday week in the spring stakes at Morpherville. So he's had a trial on Monday at Balaclava. Um, they went quite slow in the trial, but he did everything right there. So he's so he's continued to please Will since he's been back in work. Um, at the moment, we'd, we'll leave our options open as to where he runs in the spring, but uh, you know we're taking nothing off the table to start with. Do you think, uh, yeah, will he go through the Turak or something like that or a... A Cox Plate's obviously a massive, big target. Gee, a fan would look yeah. good. Just a golden yeah, ticket into golden the Cox ticket Plate. Golden ticket in. Yeah. The uh, Turak looks like a race that would suit him being a, a handicap at Group 1 level. So if he's going to win something that's in the Group 1 range, I would have thought it would probably be something down in the wakes at the handicaps at least to start with. So that mm. race really appeals to me. If it was a big field and a fast run mile, I reckon he'd be a, he'd be well well suited in something like a Turak. We saw what he did in that uh, gold mile at Bendigo when there was good speed on, genuinely run mile. He was able to take a forward position in that, and he was really strong. Do you think? Uh, do you think he'll get to two thousand meters? Uh, he has in England, uh, mm. a bit of a different way that he gets trained in Australia to keep more sprinting him. I think he'll have no dramas with two thousand. Probably two thousand and forty would be ideal for him. Outstanding stuff. Big Will Clark, I Bo Russell's back really well. Handy horse, Bo Rosser, um, isn't it? So he's yeah. going to have a good spring. Yeah. Should, should only improve that runner too. Yeah, Bo Rosser was super. Uh, Will was a little bit hesitant with that track getting down near the heavy 10 range, but the horse handled it beautifully. Uh, he's, a, he's a really promising horse, Bo Rosser. Uh, we saw him probably three or four months ago and it, it was a midweek level race at Sandown, but he absolutely blew the field away there. And he looks like he's come back probably in even better shape. So uh, sure. you boys will see him over in Melbourne uh, in the next couple of months. Hopefully, yeah, we can see you over as well, uh, Eagle. I know uh, you'd love to come over here in the flesh. And uh, I think the last yeah. time that you, ca- you come over, the uh, little birdie office was absolute rubble and ruin, and uh, now it's a fully decked out lair. So we'd love to have you back for another stream. You were absolutely dominant at the Mooney Valley Nights, our live event. And uh, you taught Casey and his team a brand new one, you and Bagman. But uh, Bagman is out this week and you're a big in. And let's have uh, a look at Murray Bridge Race 1. Let's get a bank built so we can uh, start seeing in a Bo Rosser and Ironclad in some futures and some uh, bets as soon as they return uh-huh. the track. But uh, Race 1 is the Magic Needs handicap over 1,000 metres. And we got Spanish Heirloom is the favourite, 390 into 360. Bramavi Vihiro, 460. Huffington, $5.00. Toff Love at six fifty, Viduka seven dollars, Thompson Reward eight fifty, free of debt ten dollars, and you can get much better. The rest, the replay that we're going to have a look at last start is Toff Love here in the uh, the black and uh, gold. Yeah, the, probably the, this race at Gawler may be a touch plain this day. Um, this track at Gawler was a really funny track. Um, Basically, nearly every leader won, and uh, although Toff Love stayed near the inside, nearly every horse on the rails won that day. Um, I thought he, he was a touch below par this day, but Toff Love's got a few things in his favour there on Saturday. I think um, a 1,000 metres around the big track suits him. There's a little field with decent speed, and Todd Panel goes back on him, and Todd's had three rides on him for two wins and a third. So he's generally a pretty consistent horse um, when he gets conditions to suit him, and I really think there's a few things in his favour for Saturday. Mm, and what about the favourite Spanish heirloom at uh, 360 first up? Uh, I'm, I'm not against Spanish heirloom. There's a few older horses in the top of the weights, and um, he gets down to 54 after the uh, after Jacob Oppen will probably take a kilo off him. Uh, Spanish heirloom's an honest horse. He's a quick horse. Uh, I'm sure he should run well. I think... Um, like, Toff Love really appeals to me as a as an each-way play. I'd, I'd be very confident if he doesn't win, he's going to be very close up. But I'd, I would concede that I'd have Spanish heirloom first pick in the race. Okay. So what price uh, would you back Toff Love down to, 6.50 early? Uh, I don't think he'll get much shorter than that. Um, 
I've, I noticed a couple of people snipped him early with <laughs> with the tab. He's uh, he's Probably been himself. solid around that six fifty mark now. I think he'll hold his spot somewhere Grub, around there. I don't grubbery. think he'll short the ride in. Grubbery's all right. Oh, Matty Taylor's tweet well, last you, night. You are the king of grubbery now that you got your own service. You oh, absolutely love it. I, I, I drag a team along with me. <laughs> I'm not <a> Lone Ranger. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it except uh, everyone in New South Wales. Peter Volandis, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to have you on the show and explain why we uh, we can't smash into these early markets. Get us on a uh, fair playing field, especially with all the uh, the TVs closed in New South Wales. Are they? That'd be that'd be. Imagine yeah, trying to get a bet on yep. through all the totes cash. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it'd no be good. absolute crisis there. In COVID lockdown, oh, yeah, what a disaster! Oh, your bowlers—they are they all Let's tied up, are they? <laughs> that got curly, actually. That's the one time it got curly on the Racing.com interview. Mike Simon started pressing me on that sort of stuff, and I'm going. Anyway, if, if they get makes it, it'll make for interesting viewing. If it makes the cut, <laughs> oh, outstanding stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, hit a bit of a nerve there with DK. He's uh, not telling us the full story here, but uh, Toff Love seems to be a good way to open the account at Murray Bridge if uh, if Eagles tipping him. Uh, what is that, Johnny Walter? He describes him as God. So uh, even though he says the 650 will be there, I'm tipping uh, if uh, he's all over it. I'm tipping my little shorten up. So uh, if you're hearing it now, make sure you uh, jump on board there. All right, let's go to uh, race four here. In memory of Caitlin Forrest, maiden plate. Uh, odds courtesy of Top Sport over 1,200 metres here. Castle of Kings out of barrier 11 has been 270 to 250. The Partisan, another wide draw there, 370 to 310. Uh, no scratching. So these are real market moves here. Our Shinko seven fifty, Apache Star eight fifty, uh, Modric twelve dollars, Yowza fifteen, and you can get sixteen dollars a rest. Are you okay there, DK? Yeah, you just, just let out a big sigh. I there. did. I did. What's imagine, happened? I just it's a maiden <laughs> on a Saturday. Like you get on Metropolitan. Like if, imagine we had a maiden here on a Saturday. Had a Saturday meeting. Race four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to have to start betting on WSS Australia. Right? Hey? Anyway, how yeah, good that be? Maiden on a Saturday, betting limits. Extend limits. your service. Get on. I remember Gary Roberts back in the day used to. Splinter. Yeah, when he went as an owner. Faux Rogue. Yeah, owner. Was, was always. Um, Morpheville always had the. Kelton uh, Eagle know this. always had a uh, race meeting on Melbourne Cup Day, and there's always three or four maidens. And he told Smurden or whoever was looking after his horses. Set the horse for that day because all the bookies are just blasting away in yeah, the Melbourne Cup, and we just go in on Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. Yeah, what do you want on this? Yeah, yeah. He said it was oh, huge. Wow. Always set them for that day in the maidens. Mm. Outstanding stuff. All right, there's a there uh, little, bit a, uh, little bit of a little bit of a very good hunt. horse. Won one of the maidens on Melbourne Cup Day one day. Horse called Alco Pop. First day. There, there you go. Yeah. See. <laughs> Bet you they want a shitload. <laughs> <laughs> nice little. Uh, everyone wants a runner on Melbourne Cup, don't yeah, they? That's it. Not yeah. just at the main, oh, main meeting either. Maiden at Morville, anyway. Outstanding. Good way to get your count turned off as well. All right, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a look at the partisan here, black with the uh, the pink cap, at Gawler. Also at Gawler, outside the leaders. Yeah, Talk this horse one. here uh, ended up sitting three wide outside lead. Um, the the horse that wins is just peeling off its back now, DeThorne. And DeThorne had, was another one that had uh, basically tracked the rails to the home turn on this day. Um, I thought the partisan uh, was very respectable where he's been in the worst going all the way and sort of ended up being nutted in the last stride. Uh, he's had two runs back from a spell, this horse, and run very well twice. So he's certainly racing really honestly. He's uh, going to push forward from his wide gate and give himself every chance in the race. Uh it uh, really looks to me as though it's a race in two with uh, him and the ex-New Zealander Castle of Kings. Castle of Kings has only had one run for Will Clark and then a spell, and he's come back and he actually trialled very well at Balaclava on Monday. So if I was um, if I was looking to, to back the partisan, I'm certainly very wary of Castle of Kings. Mm, interesting that uh, you're tipping against the Clark and runner. That uh, that intrigues me, and I get a little bit excited about that. But the partisan there looked, he looked like he was there to get beat, and he really boxed on well uh, to the line there, mm. just to my eye on the video. Like, I don't know the form at all, but I like the way he, uh, he dug in again there. Good just, character. Just with um, Eagle, Eagle mentioning, talking about that Gawler track that day, I was at Nico. I'd, but in the, in the day and age where everything's, everything's out there, all the videos, all the sectionals, everything, everyone's out there, one of the main things left is your interpretation of track pattern mm. and everything. And Eagle's spoken a lot about it, the, the guy that the horses weren't, were suited at Gawler with the trail and not next start. It's one of the main ones. I know John McLeod's massive on it. Yep. You know, the bias nearly overrules everything there. So in all decision, and it's, it's one of the last, like as a sole trader punter, it's, um, against the models and things like that, it's one of the big, one, one of the main, the main thing that's still still got some value in it, Nico. Mm. 
Yeah, and you can, I suppose we don't see it a whole lot in Victoria. I don't want to say we cop that many bias trucks in mm. Sydney. I definitely think it comes into play when you cop those mad rail days at Rose Hill where everything mm. leads and That's why either wins on the rail and you're back six wide and cast. Every the next time we've had Lambourne on, he's been yep and away in it, and yeah, absolutely. So it's um. No, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good one for the you know one for the people out there. Still a fresh wound, Castle King. So I ended up getting very involved <laughs> there on his debut run here in Australia. I thought it was a complete moral and caught my right whack for uh, getting out of my lane there. So I'll just uh, <laughs> yeah, stay, <laughs> stay in Victoria. <laughs> so he he did look very smart. He's he's running New Zealand. Uh, I thought was very good, and then his trial leading for the last prep. I thought was uh, outstanding. I haven't watched his most recent stuff, but he. He did a lot wrong there in his uh, run last preparation, so I'll be interested to see if he's uh, got a bit more sort of uh, maturity on his side because he'll need it. Do have a look at his trial on Monday. You'll see he does over-race for the first couple of hundred metres again, which is what he was doing last prep as well. Um, I'm uh, Getting back to your your point, um, Scoot, he, I'm certainly not against Castle of Kings and I'd give him a strong chance in that race. I just thought the partisan might have a bit of a map edge on, on Castle of Kings and probably be two or three clear of him at the 200-metre mark. Mm. And uh, I do notice uh, something I like, and you're talking about uh, track pattern, even just track profile, is um, some horses just, like, need room. Like, a tight-turning track doesn't suit them, and then once they get to the big open spaces of, say, a Flemington or a Murray Bridge and different circumstances, that's also something that is sort of forgotten or lost for a lot of people. There's some, and there's some models. Uh, uh, apples to apples mm. is big, and I know it's definitely a factor in the in the big models. And some guys even who bet fixed odds off it, they, they you see this short and be a short and big shorter in at odds. And I'm looking through the form, why, why, why? And then 12 months ago, there it is, mm. run well at the track and distance. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's and, that, and it's, it's definitely. Well, you jumped off that horse uh, bewitchingly the other day because it's a, just a different beast, Cranbourne to Maui, oh, and like tracks, just, just everything. Exactly, isn't it? exactly. And there's no way they were taking a million dollar filly. To heavy ten at Maui, but then Sam Friedman got on the road. I liked it because it was out to the 1300. It was going to be strong late, and then that I thought it had an edge over the second favourite. And he got on the radio then in the morning before it was scratched and said, "I think we're going to scratch because we thought it needed every bit of the 1300." So it's just, yeah, it's definitely, but yeah, definitely, definitely, it's uh, every equation's individual. All right, outstanding. One, one for the punters at home. Okay. Race number six, Malady Man, our horse we've been following. Bagman's been all over him. He comes up against Fighter there at Murray Bridge in a benchmark 60 over the mile. So well, that, weren't they? That James might be. Be. Did they, did they, oh, they were in when the meeting got called off because mm. they were racing each other two weeks ago, uh, 10 days ago, whenever it was. So okay, uh, rematch. We, we might have to get a comment from Bagman there, see if he's still keen. But uh, if the well, punters no, want to follow it, up. Uh, mm. Eagle, no, Eagle 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 right now. the Melody Mel- Mel- um, Man very well. Your Melody Man, actually my, my dad bred it and part owns it. Oh, there you go. So uh, he's, uh, Melody Man was scratched when the meeting got called off, but then he was also scratched last weekend. That I think they, they weren't 100% happy with the horse last weekend. Back to Murray Bridges is probably a good thing for the horse. It gets firmer ground again. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a better horse than fighter, but uh, just that that little worry for me is Melody Man's going a little bit of time between runs. Mm. Mm. So uh, it's interesting to see how... Did bump into Just Folk last start, who was uh, pretty unlucky not to win at Caulfield. So the, the forms are right on the board for a benchmark 60, and fighter was, as we know, DK, we touched on it before, he's a very well-exposed horse. But, yeah, that gap between runs, probably the knock if you're looking to get involved at 250, but he looks uh, pretty progressive, Melody Man, if he can overcome that. All right, there's, hopefully there's uh, something there for you at Murray Bridge. So we've got Toff Love in the first, Partisan in race four, and then uh, maybe follow your money on Melody Mann, who's been scratched recently, but uh, might be a rosary bead job late with the fitness edge. DK. Oh, I'll just say, and I'll just, I'll just give I, I can speak for Eagle. Eagle's got a black booker. It's a heavy tracker called Bear Arms. So next time you see Bear Arms on a heavy track, just bet, isn't it, Eagle? <laughs> Probably won't get 20 to 1 again about it, mate. <laughs> No, but it's, he said so. Well, he loves that Eagles. It's had thirty starts on dry for nothing, nine starts on heavy tracks for six wins or something. Just mm. enormous. Mm. I think it's at Eagle Punt if you want to uh, follow John Kelton. He pearls, does get the pearls. drop, yeah, some absolute pearls. So at Eagle Punt on Twitter and uh, follow his knowledge. Big thanks to you, Johnny, and uh, best of luck with Ironclad and all uh, your runners. And I'm going to have to start putting pressure on pressure on you guys to find us a, uh, a tried horse, and uh, we'll put our money where our mouth is and. Let's uh, let's find a, uh, a second-hand horse and start picking off the riches. Looks like an easy game. <laughs> we're, we're always looking. At the moment, it's a pretty hot market, but we are always looking for Looking forward to that. All right, thanks, mate. Good luck this weekend. Yes. Thanks, boys.
All right, if uh, if you're having a bet this weekend, make sure you support one of our major sponsors, topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 35 years. We're going to hear from Tristan soon, but uh, give the Merlihan family a go. They're Aussie owned and run, and uh, they take a good size bet. So I've, that is what we're I've after. Pointed out on racing.com. The only only ones who bet me, Tom, excluded from tote and everything everywhere. The only ones who bet me tote. Only ones who bet me a multi. Only ones give me a little bit like it's a turn roll of the board, but everyone everyone gets a top up. So top up token. Yeah, yep. fairest absolutely fairest bookie out there by a mile. There you Not just I'm not saying that because our sponsor, that is fair income. I can't get on those products anywhere else. Outstanding stuff. All right, we'll take a break and uh, we'll have a look at the Ori Star with uh, our man Nico Noonan, who is back. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico in studio, and it's time to talk Flemington. The uh, radar looks absolutely cherry ripe, so we're going to get uh, decent conditions out at Flemington on Saturday. Nico won't be there, but it doesn't matter. He's seeing them like absolute beach balls, and uh, Flemington is definitely one of his tracks. Let's uh, let's have a look at the first race on Saturday, and let's get uh, the bank building nicely there. A market courtesy of Top Sport in the uh, 2021 Country Achiever. John Ledger handicapped over 25-30 metres. And South Pacific, very disappointing last time, $3.80. One more try, $3.90. Shabao, $4.20 into $4. Dr. Drill, $4.40. The good fight, Nico Noonan, $17 into $15. And bang, you found it last start. Elite tipping there, $6.00. Uh, this Saturday, Kalorni $26, Tolomac $31, and uh, Shooting the Mob is $101. We're going to have a look at the replay of Shabao. Tell us why you liked it first up. Well, uh, this is a, a key replay for this race. Dr. Drill's in this race. Shabao's back there in the uh, checkered cap in the red, just being ridden along. One more try, sort of blending into the race in the pink colours, then Dr. Drill inside her in the yellow cap. This is an interesting scenario for a lot of these because Shabao's a dead set 2,500 metre horse. One more try, Dr. Drill. Dr. Drill's never been past 25 or 2,000 metres in Australia. So this was over 2,000 this day. One more try is a one go past 2,000 metres and was disappointing. Whereas Shabao's warming up nicely there late, just hitting the line. He gets to the uh, 2,500 metres there on Saturday. Of the horses out of that lead up, I think he's got the most improvement. He was first up there. The market was off him. Um, he had improvement to come in the yard for sure from a sort of fitness point of view. It was a bit of a pattern as well. Like they did a similar sort of thing first up last campaign where they ran him over 2,000. He ran well. Then they jumped straight to 2,500. He started $2.30 against Persan. Um, then he went on to run a really big race in the Bart Cummings, yeah. which South Pacific also ran in. South Pacific started $81 that day. Shabao was, I think, around $5. Um, so out of that replay, you'd think, well, Shabao's the horse is going to be suited 2,500. And he was hitting the line strong there. And then you got the good fight who will stay all day, but he was suited the other day, like finding that wet track Perfect. on the bog. Yeah, no, well read. I would be thinking regression there back on mm. the firmer surface. 100%. And then South Pacific was in that same race. So the race he won two starts ago was just a complete birthday for him. Mm. Like nothing else in behind him was any good. And then last night, I think he showed some of his true form. That could have potentially been a gut buster for those two as well on a real wet track, bit of a slog. He just looks the horse that's just right there on the up. I think $4 is a respectable price. It's a pretty tricky card there at Flemington. I didn't think there was a, a whole lot of races you'd just want to be stemming into, but uh, with that improvement probably to come second up, B Preble going aboard. They've got the bubble cheeker on as well, so he doesn't look to lay in like he did last start. Um, yeah, Preble's in form. I think he is a bet. Did you have a Captain Cook at this one? Yeah, well, I know Shabelle well. I've got a mate who's got a share in Shabelle, so he sort of keeps me um, oh, reasonably. Not, I don't get all the train reports or anything, but he, what he did send me when they were trying to qualify for the Cups last year and Willie Pike rode it, and he sent me the video of Willie Pike after the race, and Willie was just in, nearly inconsolable. He said, I've stuffed that up, sorry, you know, this and that, I'm first ride on the horse, this this and this and that. I'm sorry. And, they, and, they, and he did, they didn't get there, of course, but they ran really well, those strongest bees. They've got a huge opinion of it, and so he, I think he's a classy animal. And I, the other thing I like with him just laying in a bit there is um, B Preble going on. Mm, you know, he's a bit of animal. You know, he's Preble's a bit of an animal on him. Mm-hmm. You know, get it going. So um, there seems real intent there. And he's really good at like switching his hands, say mm. whip left to right, yeah. the, all those kind of things. He's really good with the reins and keeping their momentum up. So if you if you want a rider on, that's and he's in form. Potentially keep him straight and keep their mind on the job. Like yeah. he's the man. And sure. if you watch that replay, so Doctor Drill query at the trip. Though. He was smothered up, smothered up, smothered up, and and you know that's the way to ride a horse. He's a 
query at the trip, suck, 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 and then expose. So you'd think he'd be vulnerable to a strong horse like Shabarra's put into the race, you know. It's just having you know, that was a trick return for a horse you want to back next start, I would have thought. Mm. And there looks to be some holes in the market, which I like. So you've found a, a race with a couple of chinks in a couple of horses that are really short in the yeah, market. And a horse, so you, you got a lot of percentage up your sleeve there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just nice to be honest to be on a horse who looks upwards into his prep with spring aspirations, where the others, a few others have been just spinning around in the winter. Mm. 100%. Outstanding. We'll be uh, chips in for sure for me with uh, Shabao. Love that, uh, Nico. You are confident up and about. And let's have a look at uh, a tricky race here, the Ori Star, number eight on the card, the uh, the World Horse Racing Ori Star handicap over 1,200 metres. This is the sign that uh, the good races and the good horses are coming back. Every year, I love to see it. The astrologist here is four sixty. Asar seven dollars. Banquo seven fifty. Serious suspect eight dollars. King of Hastings is back uh, from up north eight fifty. Order of Command eight fifty. Regards Marie ten dollars. Too good, too hard ten. Great again twelve. Secret place thirty one. Romancer one at Cricket Score odds a couple of starts back thirty four dollars. And you can get much, much, much better. The rest and. Uh, D Pagan's got Johnny Get Angry uh, resuming also, which is uh, a bit of narrative there. But uh, <laughs> the replay we're going to have a look at is Banquo. Last start, Nico. Yes. Fit horse. Sick for any punters involved here because he looked like he had this race absolutely cold. Um, you look at D Lane, he's sort of second here. Look at that pig over the shoulder, looks at the astrologist, he thinks, I've got you covered, I've got Ollie covered behind me, and it's just a matter of how I'm going to let down and how far I'm going to win this by. It didn't kind of eventuate that way. He goes for Banquo now, clock tower, typical sort of Flemington ride here, and the astrologist just kicks back and beats him. Um, off this run, you'd think, well, how's Banquo going to beat the astrologist? Interestingly enough, Banquo's best run to his career in, to date would be his fifth in the new market. That was when the blinkers were on. That's the only start he's ever had the blinkers on. Blinkers go back on Saturday. Um, I think there'll be a scenario where they could let him roll. Serious Suspect should lead this race. I think he sits second. I think Frosty having the ride on him last start with Banquo having a bit of a think about it. Frosty's going to be at him earlier to try and hit the front and probably um, be really positive, like really aggressive before the 200-meter mark. Uh, he's got a two-and-a-half kilo weight swing on the astrologist. The astrologist has since run really well on the bletching league, so that's obviously the right sort of form line. Um, yeah, two-and-a-half weight kilo swing, blinkers on, I think it's going to be his day. He's $7.50. I think that price is respectable, given that this is a deep race. Um, he's probably set to peak third up as well, whereas a few of these, like Asar's first up, Regards Marie's first up, um, they could have sort of bigger fish to fry in the spring. I thought if uh, Banquo's ever going to win another one, it'll be there on Saturday. I thought $7.50 was just a touch of overs. I'd probably have him closer to five fifty in an open race, but... Blinkers on and Frosty uh, having the ride last start should be yeah. the difference. Typical sort of open handicap sprint race down the straight, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, I saw the blinkers and the and little freshen, sort of thirty-five day gap. Um, so you think you'll there'll be real intent? He won't look for cover this time. Do you think he? I wouldn't have thought so. Like when he had the blinkers on that new market, he led. He led. So, yeah. Okay. And he's got you'll have a bunny here with serious suspects. Yeah, so. so I think he'll just have to run him down and uh, like the astrologist is up in the weights. He already proved how strong that form line is, and his favourite here. I'd be much happy to back. Banquo at those odds, and like I said, there's a few of them here that are just uh, looking to probably go into bigger things in the spring. Any jump outs, Asar? Horse with a lot of potential. Yeah, well, this is just annoying. Um, had <laughs> had one jump out at Flemington, J Car Road, and got back and hit the line. I thought, off that, you're probably going to need this run. Okay. I've heard talk that he that Lindsay Park just ran their own jump outs. Sort of. Since oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The race right. free week. week. I've heard other sort of scenarios. Did. Where Car had went private up there. Jump outs. They did. J. Car. They put the put the thing on. I remember that popped up on Twitter. Yeah, J. Car was up there riding them. So mm. like, off what I saw, I would have thought he'd need the run. But no had, idea but how he's progressed into his second jump out. Jump out. Yeah. So that that doesn't help. Um, yeah, that's just another thing with race free week that we're probably going to be talking about. Like it could be a similar scenario with a few horses that have just missed the jump out. I heard. Talk that there was private jump outs at some of the tracks. Oh, anyway, happen, mate. So happen, yeah. We can see. Oh, I've got a good story there for another day about private jump outs. But we can see right. at this time of the year, and then probably for the first couple of weeks into August, some of these, not necessarily best horse, but uh, the rock hard fit horse can cause an upset, can't they? Especially in race like this. I remember the, yeah. the Lawrence. It's not creme de la creme race. Like Tashby ran a huge race in a Lawrence one year, 60s, just because they're fit. Like mm. it's just. That's his. This is his go, Banquo. Like third up now, down the straight. You look at that new market run. Like he wasn't. He beat home exceedance. He wasn't far off bivouac. His runs last prep down the straight. He crossed the line was a Tory who since won a new market. Like he's a classy horse. And you got a good rider. Blinkers think, on. Think as a blinkers big on. Like it's just it's go time. If he can't win there on Saturday, he'll struggle to win another one in this mm. grade. 
outstanding stuff. I think uh, Shabao looks like a banker, and Banquo is a nice each-way play there. But uh, if you want uh, Nico Noonan stuff, I think it's $11 a meeting in a little birdie shop. You can get the late mail, so I think it's three to five minutes out before every race. He gives you a little track update at the start of the day. Uh, we've got a little special for the rest of spring and for the rest of the year. I think you can get to get it for three ninety six, so you can uh, save a hundred bucks, and uh, Nico will be in your pocket uh, all spring. So make sure you check out Little Birdie Shop there for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to try and fire a couple of questions into Tristan Merlihan and uh, have a look at uh, what's happening in the world of bookmaking uh, in this COVID uh, chaos at the moment. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico in studio. And it's now time to uh, look back over the fence to our major sponsor, Tristan Merlihan. It's always good to uh, catch up on what the enemy is doing. But uh, friend and fro, Tristan Merlihan joins us now. How are you, mate? Yeah, g'day, Scoot. G'day, boys. Yeah, it's always good to catch up. And uh, yeah, we are, we are obviously enemies at times. But we uh, one thing we pride ourselves on, as you guys know, is being fair to the punters. So whilst we, uh, we're obviously trying to do our best, we want to do it in the right way. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's always, uh, always a busy time of the year now, especially with the Olympics on, the footy on, racing a little bit of a break, but we're, we're gearing up for the big races coming up. Tell you what, uh, you're uh, extremely busy. Every time I look on Twitter, you're on a different radio show, you're... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, everywhere at the moment. I thought, oh, I'm going to have to pinch him back. I have to get him on the show and uh, fire in a couple of bullets. DK's been moonlighting on racing.com. Luckily, we haven't lost him to uh, racing.com. But uh, that's something that you're passionate about is uh, minimum bet laws. And uh, I guess, yeah, the, the fairness. DK's already given you a bit of a rap saying that uh, you're the fairest bookie, regardless of uh, being sponsors of our show. But you guys are for the punter. But uh, the first question I want to fire in is... Um, the new trial, I didn't know it was a trial, I just thought it was here to stay, but uh, the minimum bet law from the get-go in Vic Racing, how has that affected your business? Yeah, well, it is a trial, as you say. I think it's set in set in place till the end of December, so we've got a good good window to sort of see how it works. And from my perspective, it hasn't really changed how we operate. We, um, you know, we, we, we always bet to the minimums as soon as we release the prices, as I feel that's the, the way you should bookmake. You know, I, I can't see any reason why you can have a price up and not take a bet off, off, off a particular customer. Like, obviously, you know, as, and, and DK has pointed it out previously, we're like any bookmaker that as we get closer to, to jump time, our limits increase. And, and, and you, you know, you're, when you're, you're opening prices, you're never going to bet as big as what you do in that last two or three minute window, but you have to be able to take a bet and to be able to now enforce that limit to every bookmaker I, I think is a really positive for the customers and and, and it's good for us as well it, it means that the markets are a lot more stable truer. but it still gives yeah they're truer which which increases turnover increases liquidity gives us more confidence and more importantly it means when a punter now wants to have a bet they're not holding their breath waiting till nine o'clock on race mm. day uh for, to see if the price is going to hold up if you like something you're going back it and the fact is there's now so many more bookmakers popping up which is great to see that if you want to back one to win 10, you know, on a Saturday, you can go to five different joints mm. and, and, and get set. There's no issue. So um, I think it's a really positive thing. I know there were some murmurs coming out. Oh, it's going to be negative in this fashion. You know, be careful what you wish for. But I haven't seen any problems in the marketplace. People still seem to be coming up in a similar sort of time frame to what they always did. The margins still seem to be pretty similar. So from my end, I, I just think it's a, it, it's a positive thing. And the fact that there hasn't been so much discussion on it, I think means it, it's a real winner because... Anyone that did have issues would be pointing them out pretty quickly. So I, I, I think the trial will hopefully be here to stay. Queensland's Beautiful. actually already implemented it into their race fields uh, as, as, a, as a pure uh, product now. So it's, it's in place in Queensland, not just for gallops, but also for the dogs and the trots as well. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, See price, like price, take price. One of Dano's little uh, sayings it, there. It. But what are you going to say, DK? You... I, I was just going to say in the in the also just um, in the era of bookies just copying and pasting each other's prices. Mm. It's great that Top Sport actually do you like the old days when we used to trade at Mark Reed's. Yep. Use the intelligence and and have different prices. So if me and my subs back one favourite and there's a second favourite. Well, they say, well, DK and that like that. So we'll start pushing that out. Where in the others now, they don't do it. They still protect that big margin, mm. you know, until very late. But Top Sport will chase one out early. I'll go, oh, good, I'll see what they push that to till they get a bite or till someone else, oh, someone clever wants to back that as well. Okay, use that. So you just, you know, it's um, just in this era of the copy and pasting and cutting prices, it's great Top Sport do have a, some sort of opinion. It's a real old-fashioned thing called bookmaking. Mm, yes. Making a book, mm. laying horses, taking mm. a bet. Mm. Sounds and, wild, and, doesn't and, it? <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and to your point, uh, Scoot, like, you know, the, the, as what DK's touching, you've always used that trading window analogy. And I think it just increases that trading window. Like, you don't want all your, um, like, previously when there was that 9 a.m. sort of, uh, mm. you know, cutoff when, when, when you could start betting, you just get an influx of bets right on 9 a.m. Then things would die down for a couple of hours and then they kick back up in, in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Now you're extending it out. People have got time to react. As DK said, like, you know, you guys will back something or your subs will back something and we'll shorten it, we'll respect the mail, we'll push out other runners and then, you know, someone else might see their horse getting out to a price they want to take or you might wish to back another runner in a race when it's getting out to a bit of value. It's, it's called bookmakers, you said, Scoot, and it's just trying to trying to get yourself into a position where you, you can you can get yourself to a real confident spot in that last five, ten-minute window what the prices are meant to be like and then really open the shoulders. Mm. And uh, what about uh, Peter Volandis, Johnny Walters' uh, best mate up in New South Wales? When's when's New South Wales going to open up the minimum bet laws? Obviously, uh, I've got a vested interest in that with uh, the bookie smash. It's a little bit hard to uh, touch up a couple of certain bookmakers, but uh, you guys take a bet, which is brilliant. When's New South Wales going to follow suit, Tristan? Yeah, well, I, I don't like putting words into Sir PBL's mouth because he's, uh, he's a very powerful <laughs> man, and uh, we've seen what he's done to rugby league with the rule changes. But um, from what I uh, what I can see and what I can gather, I I know there's uh, some discussion there, and how long that takes to get to market, I'm not 100 percent sure. But obviously, they've seen what's happened with uh, the trial with Victoria. They obviously don't like being too far behind what happens there. So I feel quite confident that something is going to come in soon uh, and, and I'm hopeful of that too as you know it won't change how we operate but I think there's so many positive um, you know aspects to it if it were to come in particularly with the spring racing like the last thing you want is for their big Everest for someone to want to have a bet on the Everest the Friday night before and not be able to actually get set uh, it's, it makes a mockery of the markets and, and I think they'll understand that they'll see the positivity coming out of Victoria and also Queensland and hopefully they follow suit pretty soon. Easy win for uh, the powers that be for racing New South Wales to finally get the punters on side. Yeah, well, for I, a change. When I was asked about on racing, I was it was it was reinvigorating for me. Like we need some stuff changes, like things like to change for the negative. We've got to keep finding our edges, but that's been a real good and for, for boost, boost, and for you know tipping service and things like that. That we can like a horse the day before and we can jump in. Mm. And not just sit, sit and wait for it to, mm. to be knocked off. And you'd mm. hope with New South Wales, like sooner rather than later, like Tristan said, there's springs, you know, right on our doorstep now. And they go first too. Exactly. So, mm. yeah, you'd really be hoping they sort of uh, get that cleared up. And, gee, even if they doesn't come in for the spring, like it's, it's not the most advertising thing to bet on New South Wales at the moment. Like the tracks aren't the greatest. You're going to be covering wet tracks for a while up there. And then you don't have a minimum bet law, like um, although they got all these pop up races, they got a few other issues. They got to turn over as much as they can. Really, it's very expensive too to uh, to bet on that product. So if you're going to charge exactly. through the nose to bet on it, you may as well uh, attract as much turnover as you can. It sounds so simple, but uh, maybe that's what they should think about. Uh, something that's expensive to bet on is NRL. How's uh, how's the AFL and NRL season been? I'm tipping uh, AFL. The results are just through the roof. So if you tell me you're losing on AFL, I'm not going to believe you, Tristan. <laughs> no, we are having a good, good uh, winning. Uh, oh, look at the, the smile, <laughs> which is uh, which has been good. It's actually like the, the season's been really. I'm I'm not not afraid to say I'm I'm more of an NRL fan to, to watch. And and what I'm going to say here is is probably oh. the reflection of the sport. But the AFL results have been great. The, there's it's been a really close competition. You know, you, you you find every week there's an opportunity of an upset uh, happening, which is obviously good for us. But I think it's good for the viewing public as well. Um, from our point of view, the lower scores have been really helpful uh, from our end. We, we released our same game multi, which I feel is probably the best in the market at the moment. You know, our prices are really aggressive there. And when you get lower scoring matches, it helps in that regard too, when people are throwing in their anytime goal scorers and the blokes to kick two and three. So that, that's been helpful. Um, so that, 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 that's been a, a bit of a silver lining too. But then you flip over the NRL and, uh, geez, that, that's been uh, torture. It's, it's been our worst season by a long way. You know, the, the favourites just covering the high-scoring game. So, again, you've got the flip side of the same game multi there mm. where punters are taking their anytime try scorers and, uh, and, and, and getting well on top of us there. But the thing that probably from my end, obviously bookmaking's our main focus, but as a sports fan, I've always been a massive league fan and I'm watching more AFL this year than ever before. Wow. The the product is just disappointing. You know, you've got a game this week in the NRL, Melbourne against Manly, where Manly's the hype side. They're, they're the side that everyone's talking about making a run for the finals and they're 12 and a half point underdogs. Penrith second on the ladder. I know they got players out, but they got beat by almost 30 last week against the Storm. 
Uh, it's a worry when, um, you know, you, 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 you sort of, you can't get interested in a lot of these games at the moment where the AFL, it's, it's a really tight comp. You see the, the battle up the top of the ladder. You see the, the you know, the, the, the teams fighting for the, that top eight spot as well. I know they're all doing their best to miss the eight, but, um, but yeah, it's still exciting. And, and yeah, I, I think that's probably where it's sort of sitting at our end and, and our punting numbers show that the turnover in AFL has been significantly up. Um, you know, right. where last year, I think the NRL had their product really good and it was, it was a reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was just saying, just you're saying, working down the ladder, even the bottom sides in the AFL aren't making, having a crown in the Kangas and the Hawks, the Hawks you know. Upsets. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it comes down to there's probably six good teams in the AFL, and then there's a lot that are very even that mm-hmm. sort of week in, on week their, out don't show day. up. So, yeah. that, that would make it uh, much easier from a top support point of view for sure. <laughs> Once every four years. And, and to DK's point as well, like the, the weaker teams are, are, have improved, like the Kangaroos and, and the Hawks, yeah. obviously, were very, had a good win on the weekend. I think that's the thing. You see some of the the weaker teams on the a, on the NRL and the, the lines are up near they 30 can't points. Improve. And yeah. they're, they're, they're just, uh, it's, it's gone. The, the, the game's too quick and there's too big a, a too big a gulf between the top and the bottom at the moment. Couldn't agree more. Something uh, that's taking, oh, taking the world by storm is the Olympics. There's no one there mm. in person, but uh, some amazing performances. Amazing. And I'm, I did see a couple of big bets and I, sp- I spoke of them uh, last week on our sports show, but uh Titmus, McCohen, McEwen, they must have really uh, sunk your uh, battleship there. They, you must have stripped out on, on the uh, the women's Aussie swimmers, which is great news. But what's it like from a bookmaker's point of view, betting on the Olympics? Oh, it's it's something that every four years I say, geez, we've got to do this differently next time it rolls around. <laughs> and then two, two, two days before the thing, I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're too late. Uh, but the, um, the it's been awesome. Like We've... Um, it's it's great viewing. I think obviously the time zones immense. It's obviously no one wants to be in lockdown, but at least we've got something to watch, which uh, is going to make next week probably tricky for anyone still in there. But from a bookmaking point of view, there's just so much to work on. So many things you have no real opinion on or knowledge on compared to the the blokes out there that are that are excellent at it. So there are a lot of those items where it is difficult to to win at, and 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 the punters are are really shrewd and really good and we obviously bet limits to everyone or, or bet strong limits to everyone on any event so early in the piece we were getting belted particularly when the aussies uh, were were succeeding or having that enormous success in the pool we've bounced our way back over the last couple of days we actually had a pretty strong day yesterday which was good but the fascinating thing from my point of view is that compared to the last olympics um our turnovers up 15 times now wow. what it was at the end of last Olympics, which is just huge. Obviously, we, we've grown quite significantly over that period, and uh, but there, there's a lot of elements to it. We, we, we've been you know quite aggressively pushing our prices. We're getting our finals down to really strong percentages every time they go around, and it's Taking been a big to strong turnover. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Tristan, is there has there been a, a couple of little out wide sports? Maybe one that oh, geez, that's been a bit of a fill up, or the other way, or we better be careful of that one next year. That's been a bit of a strip. Any, any, any out wide little out archery or anything like, like any, yeah. any any tricky yeah, stuff. The, the old fancy and the judo and the taekwondo. I, 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 I won't be happy, I won't be too disappointed <laughs> to see them uh, go go away once their their schedule finishes. The badminton, the uh, probably the thing that we've. Um, we probably haven't handled as well from a bookmaker's point of view as what we probably should have. You look at some of those more mainstream sports like your sevens, like your basketball, like your baseballs, which, um, you know, I didn't really have too much cause for concern leading into that, but they put us in a really backward position early with the probably the weaker qualifying games where we probably uh, didn't assess the lines where they needed to be early. And we, we copped a bit of a bath on those more out wide uh, you know, 17th versus 20th in the Worlds. Uh, so that was where the punters gave us a bit of a touch-up. Um, but there's been some 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 uh, some good results, some of the things like rock climbing and, I don't know, the guys <laughs> wow. The guys sent me some sport last night. I'm not even sure what it was. And they said, oh, we had a good result here. So it's a, um, it, it, it's been an eye-opener. And, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly uh, certainly been captivating and very busy for the last two weeks. It was a piece of uh, top rope today on our sports show yesterday. He said, I've never seen anyone shoot a gun before, and here I am fi- finding winners in the 10 metres men's air pistol. <laughs> some of the uh, some of the events that you can bet on is, uh, is unbelievable stuff, but uh, fantastic stuff. It's uh, it's good to see that you guys are taking a bet. I did see uh, one hot customer and friend of the show. I think he backed, uh, I think he got down, for, I don't know if it was a, a majority of it was with Top Sport. I think he got down on uh, Titmus to beat Ledecky in that famous swim over the 100, or it was, must have been the 200 metre where it was that absolute belt. And I think it was about $1.50 into $1.30 or $1.40. And um, 
that was a, uh, a massive bet to take. So, yeah, hats off to you for uh, betting on those uh, big events because as a bookmaker in the past, I, I worked a couple of Olympics and it's terrifying. There's markets everywhere. You've got junior traders. You're trying to figure out what the price is and the discrepancy in the prices is just crazy. Like Top Rope has tipped one today in the uh, the men's 5000 It's been $5 into two seventy five in the men's like, – and it could be a dollar thirty chance, and you just you honestly just don't know. You're just odds still kicking. So if you can come out with any sort of prize, uh, you've done a good job. Have you boys got uh, any other questions for Tristan? No, all good. No, all no. Good. I just just had a general comment. That I'd love every horse I back to uh, find the line, like Arian Titmus finds the line. Mm. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it she impressive? Yeah, like and, and as you touched on, Scoot. Yeah, we 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 took a big bet. Someone had fifty thousand on her at the dollar. $40.50, whatever it was at the time, and did she did firm up, and I was sort of quite hopeful, uh, not not being the biggest uh, swimming of uh, swimming of Shinato. I thought with uh, Ledecky being more favoured in those longer events, I thought when she had a lead, she might be able to hold her off, but wasn't a be. She hit the line hard as you touched on DK, and yeah, you'd love to have a horse finish like that, and we're, we're going to hope to uh, get our nose down at the right time uh, in the Olympics as well, try to find a little prize because, as you say, scooted is a tricky one. You got any horses coming up for the spring? Any of your own ones, Tristan? Any prep? Got a good two-year-old. The two, two, yeah, the two-year-old. Yeah, three-year-old. Got Swift Witness back in work, so uh, she'll, she'll be three by that the, the time that rolls around. Um, I've got a couple of babies that that are uh, that, that are working away. Nick House Fur, which um, I, I, I don't know okay. where that's oh, where that position. I, yeah, I, I really like uh, like how, how Nick has been been running. Obviously, that Warrnambool run was uh, you know disappointing, but I think the track played a part there. Uh, Brimmer Rock's obviously retired now, so that was our flagship over the last few springs. But um, we got a few there. Navy Cross ran yesterday, was uh, looking for a bit more, a bit more distance. But we probably haven't got the uh, the, the one where we, we tipped the punters into Swift Witness last time around when I was on at the Imagine Millions. We haven't got any red beacons on any at the moment. But um, yeah, looking forward to getting a few of these ones onto the track and seeing how they seeing how they travel. Yeah, I Nick. know the uh, the stable got a big opinion of Nick Asper, yeah. and especially if they get him on a wet track, so that will probably that, be his going live. That, 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 that warnable run was a saw DK storm out of the bulldozer on the Wednesday, <laughs> delirious. So um, anyway, <laughs> thank was God you've answered. He's a bit flat after that. My yeah. old man's had a bit to do with him, so um, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. If he finds the wet tracks, so I know track. they have a huge opinion yeah. of him. So uh, hopefully, yeah. all the best there for Tristan. Uh, anything new and exciting uh, for spring for Top Sport or business as usual? We are. We're actually moving offices in the in the next little bit. This lockdown sort of uh, slowed us down a little bit, but that's going to enable us to put on a few more onto the team. Where we're going to grow the brand, we're going to really try to ramp things up, get a few more exciting things out there for the punters. I'm. Uh, I've made a rule in my household. I've got it hanging above my bed. Never make promises when it comes to IT. So I'm not going to go out there and say we're going to have these things up by this date. But we've got a few good products coming. I think there's going to be some punters that really enjoy it. And, and, and we're just going to try to roll them out over the, the coming months so that they're ready to go for spring. And I'll obviously keep you guys abreast. We'll uh, make sure all the punters know what's happening. But, yeah, we're going to have some some good, unique products. And most importantly, we're going to continue our mantra of making sure we continue to take a bet. We're going to bet really strong limits. We're going to have our best of the best product ramped up to really good numbers. And we're going to do that on some of the country cups and those sort of things as well. So looking forward to a massive spring. We're really going to try to, uh, you know, really put the foot down and promote racing and, and make sure our turnovers continue to increase on the back of obviously a really strong spring last year. Outstanding stuff. Music to our ears and uh, hopefully, music to exactly yeah, hopefully the, uh, the minimum bet laws uh, continue the way they are because, yeah, at the moment it's uh, – it's finally swung, I think, into the uh, punters' favour and uh, long overdue. The customers are what uh, keeps the game afloat. Fantastic stuff. Good luck in lockdown, Tristan. Good luck over spring. Uh, we'll see you in a stream, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. I echo thoughts about uh, app and uh, tech. Ours is uh, so, so close. I feel like I'm gaslighting uh, Tristan and the boys in here when I say that our, our app and our website is close, but uh, it's uh, just around the corner, so can't wait for a stream. And uh, good luck uh, on the weekend, Tristan. Thanks, guys, and yeah, always, always appreciate you having us on, and uh, all the best. Looking forward to having another stream and catch up very soon. Yeah, cool, well, some stuff there, and uh, can't wait to see uh, DK in motion. And uh, we might have to get Jupster back on the couch uh, for another stream. It's absolutely torture for DK. He's looking at me as if he wants to kill me here. But uh, let's have a quick look at uh, the Top Sport Big Bets. See what they've laid early in the week, and these horses zip off. So uh, please take note here. So Doom and Race Seven Number Twelve, far too easy. Thousand at four sixty. Any word from uh, your man, Nico? Don't even know who it is, so uh, didn't know, no didn't idea. Know the, the, the early 
Queensland bet one last week. Yeah, no, it did. I did, didn't it? Alpine, was it Alpine? Something? Alpine Eagle. Yeah, yeah pissed in. Yeah. yeah, I missed the kick. I, I just saw it up on the screen. And I'm like, oh, God. That was a tip. Missed it. Forgot to back it. Uh, Flemington Race 3, number 14, Zesty Bella, 700 at 750. Who's that? Yay, nay. Yeah, she was good last start. Just getting back in that uh, Phillies race at Caulfield. It's a bit of a rising class up against Lombardo, who, of course, Bagwin was real keen on at Adelaide and now gets Jay Carr down the no, straight. I don't so. Know about Deep race. Mm. Don't want to... It's got issues on Bardo, I reckon. Mm. I think we all got a couple, especially John Walter. Race eight, number two, Order of Command. We've already spoken about that yes, race. A rock solid horse, isn't he, Order of Command? Rock solid. Yeah, no, like should, the other day. He should have nearly won the Bletchley yeah, the other day. Yeah. He gets better deeper into the prep. Um, Wipes the sting out. Yeah, couldn't knock that for sure. Mm. And then race nine, number 13, uh, D Aguilar, 1,000 at 550. Aguilar. Aguilar. Well, this thing could be anything. He absolutely smashed King Magnus and Godolene. Both have won since. King Magnus has won twice since in Saturday grade, and he beat him by about five off a 600-day spell. <laughs> so he could be anything, Diagula. Someone's speculating he is. Yeah. Outstanding stuff. All right, that's, uh, that is a wrap from us. Another uh, good little show, some good insights. Eagle. Nico Flemington. So hopefully there's a yeah, a winner or two and some entertainment and some education. We try and uh, pump out a couple of little pearls as well. Good to hear from uh, Tristan as well. Um, there. Mm, that's good. Yeah. A have, bit of everything. Have, have a bit of For everything. Everyone. Yeah. everyone. All right. Uh, you can find us on your usual podcast channels, uh, Spotify, the Apple uh, areas and SoundCloud as well, but uh, YouTube TV. If you want to watch the horse replays, make sure you look at our YouTube channel. And uh, we can't wait for uh, the spring to really ramp up. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.